0: I right. Hit it again. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, the first report, we're back. Um, this time, we're talking defensive line. So we got a lot of good uh, topics to discuss. We're going to project this defensive line and camp battles. So this is going to be a good one. Last week, we covered the offensive line, Mike. But today, we're going to take a look at that D line and see what's going on. What's up, my brother?
1: What's up, Joe? i uh had to change some settings in here so i hope i sound good people in the comments section let me know how i sound because i thought last week i was way too loud so i adjusted the mic volume i moved it down 25 percent. so hopefully i'm not busting your eardrums if you got some ear pods on or something because i felt like last show i was
0: hey what's up everybody we're talking Dallas Cowboys football here, man. You know, Dallas Cowboys football in full effect. We're weeks away from camp. That's why we're breaking down these positional groups here. Um, as we head closer to training camp in Oxnard, California, you know, I wish I was in Oxnard right now, Mike. The, uh, Texas is kicking my ass. It's about 300 degrees outside, all right? uh you put the silver you know deflector on the windshield to try to deflect the heat it does nothing <laughs> you put your hands on the steering wheel you you like melt your hands to the steering wheel. it's so hot over here so hot but um we're almost there we're almost to Oxnard, and we're going to talk about Cowboys defense today mike so well, let's get into it guys uh first i gotta ask everybody in the chat box how do you feel about this defensive line group as a, as a whole on a scale of one to five, five being the highest, how strong is that D line? Is it a? Is it a one like real crappy? A two, three, five. How do you feel about the D line, Mike? I feel really good about this D line. Yeah, we lost Randy
1: Gregory, right? Randy Gregory, um, he was inconsistent, with off the field suspensions, and his time being a cowboy, his yeah. best sack production. Uh, was uh, was a six-sack season, right? Can Sam Williams come in here and get seven sacks? If Sam Williams can come in here and get seven sacks, Joe, we already replaced Randy Gregory with that, right? So um, it all depends on how Sam Williams does. Dante Fowler, if Dan Quinn can resurrect something out of this guy here. But I, I, I'm a solid – I'm with uh, Stephen White. I'm a solid – uh no it, it was what mugs uh, Maxwell I'm a solid four and a half Joe
0: that's good bro I'm I'm right there too I'm I'm right at I'm right at four myself I think this D line is is really good um I think they've gotten better man to be quite honest uh, but that's what we're gonna talk about today and I love this comment right here right off the bat Donnell Jenkins appreciate you bro good to see you in the chat box I feel like they need to find their guy on the other side of Lawrence and not do a committee. Yes, bro. Yes. The committee crap, whatever you know, uh positional group it is never works, right? Like wide receiver committee, you got to have you got to have the guys, right? And I'm with you 100% here uh, on defense. Who will that be? Will it be Sam Williams? Will it be uh, you know, um will it, I mean I, that's that's really the guy, right? And you know, Armstrong Steven Jones loves Armstrong for some reason I don't know what's going on there right so uh, but let's get into it man Let, let's break down the current uh, players on the defensive line okay we and so we're talking about edge and defensive tackles so let's break it down Mike let's, let's take a look at let's take a look at this and we'll break it down uh, we'll start at the top here uh, upper left column the Marcus Lawrence the goat been here for a long time Mike you know uh a lot of us didn't think he would be back. He he restructured his contract and lowered the, the number and you know wants to stay in Dallas with the Cowboys. So coming back here, the old goat here. How much how much tank does he have left?
1: Oh DeMarcus Lawrence. You know, the last three years the guy's been injured. Uh he just took a pay cut an average of $10 million a year for the next three years. It was a massive pay cut, too. Let's not forget the that pay cut DeMarcus Lawrence took. It was a very team-friendly pay cut. Um, when the guy's on the field, I mean, you, you've seen him against Tampa Bay week one, stripping fumbles, um, causing uh, mayhem in the, run, in the running game. I know everybody likes to bring sack numbers uh, up with this guy since he had his uh, what was it, 14 14 sacks or whatever it was, what got him paid, right? But you look at the heart, you look at the hustle, you look at the running game specialty that DeMarcus Lawrence is bringing. It's hard, Joe. It's hard to find that motor. Yes, he is beat up. Yes, he. a lot of his techniques re- require his back, um, and that's what's been failing him, i.e. Ty- Tyron Smith too, right? So um, I hope – you know, if D. law can stay healthy, I really think he's an eight sack guy. I don't know if he's a double digit guy anymore, no. but I guarantee you he can get you eight sacks.
0: Perfect, perfect. I, 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 uh, I, I agree, man. I, I agree one hundred percent, man. I think, I think eight is is the opening line as well, and that's not bad, man. You know, that's I think that's what he had like his you know, uh, early in his career. He hit he hit the uh, eight mark, um, you know, in sacks. So. Good player, man. A really solid player, like you said. Uh, just, just really good to have him back, you know. And he very team friendly. Uh, moving on to the next one here, Mike Dorrance Armstrong. Cowboys extended him. He was a free agent. They, they, they extended him. You know, Cowboys like to sign their own players. You know, um, that's what they do. So they, they brought back to the, the Armstrong. You know, they 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 bumbled up the whole Randy Gregory deal, and we won't we won't really you know talk much about that. But in doing that. You know, they had to go out here and kind of rectify or salvage some kind of numbers, you know. And and we're talking about the sack numbers. And and kind of what Donnell Jenkins talked about is, you know, this committee thing. You know, who can we get away from the committee guys and just have the specialist that can be the sack master, right? Doris Armstrong might, you know, I've never been impressed with him. You know, I think he peaked like, you know. Early on in the season, in his career, you know I think he gave five sacks last season, but uh, you know he, he he tends to disappear, man. He'll show up in one game, next game, where the hell was he? Did he even play? He's that's him, <laughs> that's Doris Armstrong, man. But you know if you get if you get a couple of five sack guys, you know that that's not too bad. But you like I, I go back to what Donnell said. I, I want the other. The other boss, man. I I want the other, you know, assassin, the other badass guy, right? And, you know, and and we're not really talking about Michael Parsons in this group here because he's, you know, technically he's a linebacker, but he is a a pass rusher. So, not really figuring him into this group here. We'll talk about him and linebackers, Mike. But what's your feeling? And everybody in the chat box, how do you feel about Doris Armstrong? Is he just a guy? Do you, do, you, do you think he'll get more than five sacks, maybe? Like, what's your gut feeling on Doran Armstrong?
1: Immediately when you said his name, I was thinking, okay, sack number. What can he give you? You said the magic number, Joe. I mean, it's like we're we're, we're reading minds here. It was five for me. Um, uh, one thing that helped Doran Armstrong, I, I know he had a better year this year, was Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons – is a disturbance to be reckoned with. So it, it frees up like guys like Dorrance Armstrong, who are going to get a lot of one-on-one opportunities, right? So Dorrance Armstrong should be thanking Micah Parsons for those five sacks that he had, because Micah Parsons' presence on the field got him that, right? Um, and, I, and I think you'll see that. And I think he can, can get consistent with those five sacks. I don't know if he's any better than that. He's a big guy out of Kansas, though. Um, but uh, I don't know. He, 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 he's kind of he, – he's been stale. All I need is a great front four and above average rotation. And I think Dorrance Armstrong is at the average, above average. I think he's in the middle of that, Joe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right there. Uh, Dante Fowler, the uh, free agent uh, acquisition this offseason, Mike. Obviously, there's ties there to Dan Quinn going all the way to, to Florida when Dan Quinn – you know, uh, brought him on, you know, and uh, has followed his career, coached him a little bit here briefly when they were together at Atlanta. So, you know, uh, bringing pieces that he's familiar with, do you think that Dan Quinn can get a little bit uh, more out of Dante Fowler? Could he be somebody that, you know, we could get a couple of sacks out of him or or maybe one of these reclamation projects and he comes out and gives you eight sacks? Like, what's your gut feeling on – Dante Fowler's possible sack production here.
1: I think, I think so. Dorrance Armstrong having Micah Parsons is a big thing to Dorrance Armstrong's success. I think having Dan Quinn is a big part of having Dante Fowler. Dan Quinn picked up Dante Fowler the year that he got fired with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Obviously, he got fired, so you know he didn't really get to to work with Fowler a lot. And so now that he's a strictly a defensive coordinator. that has high expectations going in, um, I think Dan Quinn can really invest a lot of time in getting Dante Fowler where he needs to play, not where Cowboy fans want him to play, where Dan Quinn best uh, sees fit for Fowler. And I think um, uh, Dan Quinn can get that done for Fowler. Um, I don't – you know, his career, he hasn't lived up to that number one draft pick what was he like a top 10 pick a couple years ago a few years ago he hasn't lived up to it so i want to see what dan quinn does with fowler before i project any sack total because um i have a feeling dan quinn might have something special for him Uh, it's just hard for me to project
0: It, it really is hard to project right because it's like you know is he going to show up, or, is he, or does he even make the team? You know, some of these guys get a lot of um, you know name recognition, and, and they end up not even making the team. So I don't think it's it's a it's a sure shot that he makes the team. But if he does, and he's able to give you some kind of pop somewhere, it could be anywhere from you know <laughs> I don't know two to six sacks. It's 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 a wide range. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out, Mike. The one here that I think has a lot of people really excited is Sam Williams. NFL built body right out the gate. You know, we we saw we saw him get worked out by Dan Quinn during the draft process, and immediately everybody fell in love with Sam Williams. And the Cowboys loved him. Dan Quinn loves him. And you see the traits there, right? And so when you're you're drafting outside the first round, these traits become very important to the team. So he definitely has the bend definitely has a couple of moves in his pass rushing, um, you know, attack, but I'm excited for Sam Williams here. Mike, um, I think he could be a guy that could really shine early, but what, what's your take on Sam Williams here? Do you, do you think that he can has the possibility of leapfrogging some of the vets in front of him, like more snaps over Dante over Armstrong or these types of guys? What's your feeling on Oh, he's Saturday.
1: definitely leapfrogging, guys. Um, Cowboys invested a second-round pick in him. Uh, he's not going to be behind uh, uh, Dante Fowler. He's not going to be behind Dorrance Armstrong. There's just absolutely no way. Absolutely no way. Sam Williams is going to be a day-one starter. Um, and that's why when we talked – when I brought up Randy Gregory at the first of the show, that was the first name I, I called up with Sam Williams because that's the pencil-in starter. Might as well use – Sharpie Joe permanent marker and uh another another thing of you know with Dan Quinn you know you know I said he has a you know he's going to work Dante Fowler in here but Sam Williams it's natural raw talent with this guy um he he, his motor um everything about the guy I love and you know a rookie year I don't think he's going to have Micah Parsons numbers by any stretch of the means but for Sam Williams and what I like about Sam Williams, I projected Lawrence eight sacks. i give Sam Williams the same number at eight, Joe, for his rookie year.
0: That would be fantastic. You know, on average, I did a video about this a couple years ago. i um, been doing this for a while now. It's just crazy how fast time flies. But the average sack for a rookie in the NFL is like something like 3.5 to 5 sacks for a rookie season. So just imagine if you get that number, if you hit anything above five as a rookie, and eight is very attainable, right? He's got that speed. And that's what I love about the Cowboys in, in this draft class. Um, they're, they keep adding speed, and you got to have it in, the, in this day and age of the NFL. If you don't have speed, you're not going to make it. And so I love what, we, what we've what we been seeing out of Sam Williams here in uh, the rookie minicamp, uh, the, the combined mini camps. So it should be good stuff from Sam Williams here, Mike. Uh very excited to see what he does for the Cowboys. Shout out to everybody in the chat box, man. Uh yes. lot, lots of, lots of great names out here. Appreciate you guys stopping in here. Make sure you guys pound that like button if, if you wouldn't mind. Uh Mike Chauncey Golston. Um Chauncey Golston, you're 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 hearing that you know they're working him out in, in the inside just as much as the outside. So he kind of looks like what we talked about during the draft process, and we, I, we really do have to pat ourselves on the back because we we said Chauncey Golston had the potential to be that Tyrone Crawford type of guy, right? And it looks like he's becoming that for the Cowboys, right? So adding weight, you know, uh, muscle, uh, bulking up to 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 really, you know, do that that um, inside and outside type of of uh, flex for Chauncey Golston man. I, I have a good feeling about Chauncey. You know, I I don't think he'll be a high sack number, but I think he'll be one of these pressure guys up the middle, play the run good, and and just be kind of one of these uh, guys that can be a nuisance for the defense. But well, what's your feeling on Chauncey as we get to camp here, Mike?
1: Yeah, he didn't look good at the start of the season last year. Um, you know, but he came on strong, Joe. He came on strong. He started seeing his number, caught a lot. He, he looked like he was thinking too much Joe. he was thinking way too much and then you kind of seen the light turn on and he was playing freely um Charlton goldstein i i you called it joe props to you well, the man right here cowboys blog all right he he he, he's, he he should be right next will mcclay scouting these boys because he hit it right on the head with goldstein right here at tyron crawford 2.0 right that's what we bring you here at the frisco report uh is the realness truth this and what it is, all right? And uh, playing inside, playing outside, that's reliable depth. We know about uh, DeMarcus Lawrence' health history. Uh, we know in how inconsistent you know, Armstrong can be, Dante Fowler. We got a, a rookie there, Sam Williams, and we got Johnson Goldstein right here, a rotational piece, Joe. Can he live up to that rotational piece? Do they stand him up? I kind of see a little bit of linebacker, but you said they're beefing him up. So uh, let's see what he can do.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a, a, a good year two leap for him, possibly. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Terrell Basham, Mike, um, you know, he kind of he, he gives you a couple of sacks here and there, but he, he's also one of these guys that, that tends to fade out, and, and you don't even know if he even played in the game. Was he even active on the roster? He's that type of guy, and that's what he was last year for the Cowboys, you know. Um, Cowboys liked them, you know, during the draft process. The year that he came out of the draft, but ultimately got drafted by, uh, I think it was the Jets or Colts or one of them guys. But didn't really stick, right? So, um, and there's there's gonna be competition here for him. I think Terrell Basham, with the players that they brought in here, with Dante Fowler, Sam Williams, I, I think Basham is is is. Uh, is going to be uh, in, a, in a deep battle here for his, his roster spot. What's your feeling on Terrell Basham here?
1: Yeah, I, he really didn't make a lot of noise except with his mouth. I thought he was just a talker. Really didn't bring nothing to the football game. Um, you could tell he was a New York Jet for most of his career because just the way he played, he looked a little lazy to me. Um, really really didn't surprise me. He didn't say, man, who's this guy, right? Um Really didn't pay attention to him during this offseason. I thought he was a one-year contract. Come to find out he was a two-year deal. I was kind of happy that I didn't see him on the re-sign list. Come to find out, we signed him for two years. So um, he can potentially lose his job and, and get cut. I, re- I really do. But he does have that veg- that, that veteran presence at the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn-like in the locker room. I think that scuffs some by. But I wouldn't be surprised if somebody kicks some him on by.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, next one here, undrafted guy, Big Cat Bryant. Um, actually followed him very early in his career, you know, pl- played at Auburn, um, really had high draft projections, you know, his freshman, sophomore year, and uh, things just didn't didn't end the way that, that he probably wanted them to, right, and ended up, you know, kind of being a uh, an undrafted guy, Big Cat Bryant, but if – Dan Quinn and the staff, Dan Quinn, uh, Leon Led can harness some of that early talent that Big Cat Bryant exhibited there early in his collegiate career. You could have a diamond in the rough here. So one of my sleeper kind of guys here from, from a lot of these guys is Big Cat Bryant. I'm interested to see if if he can if the light turns back on to his early collegiate career. He could be something for, for the Cowboys. Um, so... We'll see what he does here. He'll 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 uh, probably get some work on the inside and outside as well. He he's that kind of uh, that type of body type, um, but a big a big man a, a big young talent here that you know you you might be able to see what you can get out of him. If anything, some of these guys that, that have a lesser name, you know, might might be battling more for you know the practice squad, you know, type type of um, areas might. But do you, do you have anything on Big Cat?
1: Yeah. I like his measurables, six five, two forty five. Right, if if like you said, if the light can click on. I mean, he has the body type to wreck some havoc. Um, I don't know, we'll see, but I do like six five, two forty five.
0: Yeah, yeah, My, Mike, uh, Mike Atua uh, Tafua. I uh, haven't uh, watched him, so for me. Uh, I'll be watching him in camp, you know. I'll be watching to see what what he does. You know, he is an undrafted player, and um, you know, I think um, I think he's more of a uh, an inside guy. But you know, really haven't looked at him uh, much at all. So really, a guy I won't speak too much on, Mike. And I, I don't know if if anybody has watched any tape on Micah Tafua. Have, have you checked him out, Mike?
1: First time I'm hearing his name. I have got to be honest.
0: Yeah. So. Cat body type of guy, right? You know, but that but that's that's okay. You know, um, these guys will definitely get their opportunities because the, the vets, you know, when, when it's when it comes to preseason, they, they're not gonna play as much as these younger guys. And they can make a name for themselves on the roster, you know, practice squad, this sort of thing. Um, let's take a little bit look here on the second column. More of your defensive tackle guys here, mind This is the the meat, the beef, the bacon owners. Here we go, baby. Navelle Gallimore, Mike. Uh, This is a big year for Navelle Gallimore, in my opinion. We're talking year three, Navelle Gallimore. This is, you know, Bill Parcells, Tom Landry always said it. Year three is the year. If you don't see it in year three, that's it. So, Navelle Gallimore, I need to see consistency. I need to see uh, durability, all right? I got to see the durability. But if he he hits all those marks, he could be someone really, really dangerous you know, uh, for the opposing teams, right? Like he can, he can be that high very fast. We we remember his forty; he was like the fastest defensive tackle in, in that draft class when he came out. So, Mike, do you think Novell Gallimore has has uh, has a good season coming up for him, or what, what's your what's your take here on Gallimore coming up here?
1: I hope so. I liked his rookie year, um, I, and I I didn't like year two for Novell Gallimore. I thought he took a big big uh, reduction in production all right I, I wasn't I wasn't happy with Navelle Gallimore he got pushed around the line a lot I don't know I know he had a, a shoulder surgery or a, a shoulder injury excuse me of some sort and I, I think he lost some type of confidence hopefully he can get a fresh start here in year three um, but I did not I he was a disappointment to me he really was
0: yeah no, there's 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 definitely no uh, uh you're definitely right man. that that arm Cowboys, you know, that they, they always they don't say the whole full, the full story. He was gone for a very for a dislocated elbow. It was not a dislocated elbow. Dislocated elbow. Thank it, you. It was it was a shredded arm tendon. So, something really bad went there. You don't miss most of the season with a dislocated elbow. I'm sorry you don't uh But, yeah, I'm hoping for big things for him. I I think if he stays healthy, durable, especially with the guys around him, he can have a successful season. So I'm looking forward to him. The next guy, Mike, Osa Odigizua, this guy really has me excited, but I'm I'm waiting to see because kind of like he's the classic story of a rookie that hit that rookie wall, right? Came out, guns blazing, like, hey, man, this guy looks pretty badass. Hits that rookie wall. And you kind of, you know, didn't see much of him. His name didn't get called as much, you know, the production, you know, the plays, and this sort of thing. So, Osa Digizuo, however, I think that this could be the year for him, Mike. I think this, this could be the year, of putting in the time, getting stronger, faster. Uh, I'm I'm pumped to see what he what he could do for us this year, Mike. When
1: when I talk interior with other fan bases particularly in the NFC East, this is one of the first names I bring up. Osa Odigizua, because there's, I still think there's untapped potential, and I really think this guy can have a Pro Bowl year this year. We've seen, you you said you kind of seen him fade away, but I've seen him uh you know the last quarter of the season and a little bit in that playoff game I seen him make some noise where I'm like this guy's a rookie this guy's a rookie right and throughout the season too um uh, I'm really pumped about osa oh diggy with Joe I really am.
0: Yeah and, and a lot of fans are too um a lot of a lot of our fellow uh cre- you know content creators are are high on him. I think the fan base is pretty high on him. You know, I, I think he has that potential to be that Jason Hatcher type of guy. Same body build, you know. They have him playing the right position right out the gate. You know, unlike Jason Hatcher, a couple years ago, it took him a while to, to finally put him in the three tech where he could thrive. And then his contract finished. So I'm hoping Osa can hit that mark. Can can show you know the uh, you know the progression where he could you know potentially be. A high sack guy, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. The next one here, Mike Tristan Hill, the bust of busts. The second round, but I think it's safe to say that he's kind of he's kind of a second round bust, man. Right? Uh, I hate to say it, but you know we're just not seeing anything from him, man. There's just you're not getting any production. You you just see small flashes here and there, but nothing over weeks of of consistency. He he kind of misses time. What's your take on Tristan Hill does he even make this team Mike
1: I I don't think he makes it I really don't I you know that when amari Cooper and all that stuff happened there was concerns with other GMs that amari cooper's not passionate about football and there, I haven't got reports or anything I've met Tristan Hill in person his rookie year um I don't think he loves football Joe I really don't there's there, there's not a motive there's not a motivational bone in his body. He looked at hard knocks. I met him in person. I've seen him at training camp. You see him in preseason. I don't see anything that motivates him to want to go out there and go be a dog, go be a, a lineman, go mull people around. I, I don't see that passion. I I don't think he likes football, Joe. The passion to me is not there, and that passion deteriorating shows on that football field.
0: Mm-hmm, Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a huge upfield battle for him. Oh, let's trade him. No one's going to trade for him.
1: No one's going to trade for him. No, no, no one's going football.
0: to trade for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're just not going to get anything for him. He, he, I, I'll be shocked if he makes a team myself. Uh, however, this next player I think has, a, has pretty good potential. Uh, John Ridgeway, Mike, the big white behemoth. <laughs> He's... He's a big white boy, right? I mean, if you can get you one of these big white boys as a defensive tackle, that's good, man, because the ones that have been like that have been productive for years. Kyle Williams, not as tall as John Ridgway, but he's that type of guy, man. To me, Kyle Williams in the league for a long time, very productive, very durable. If John Ridgway could be this type of guy for the Cowboys, I think we're in business, bro. So John Ridgway definitely, you know, making some moves here in, in many camps and, and throughout this offseason with the Cowboys. What's your feeling on John Ridgway's impact on the roster here, Mike?
1: This is a guy that loves football. You you look at John Ridgway, you look at the attitude, you look at what he brings, you like you, you look at how he molds people over. Um, he he don't stop, he's hungry. He's almost like a he's a bigger of Micah Parsons on that defensive line, I feel like, right? Um, I can't wait to see what he does. I I hope um I really hope the, the spotlights ain't too big for him. Um but what he showed me in college, I'm ready to see it in the NFL, Joe.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's true, man. It's true. I think the Cowboys got him in the right the right area for him the last year the fifth round. Very good for the Cowboys. Um, so we're looking forward to him. I think that uh, he's definitely one of the guys that's probably going to unseat Tristan Hill. He's going to take away those snaps, and that's why I really don't—I don't even know if Tristan makes the, the team just based on what they have, including in that na- in those names, Mike Carlos Watkins. You know what I mean? I have to give Carlos Watkins all the props in the world because I really didn't think he was going to be anything. You know, as a as a free agent from the Texans, I, I was like, oh man, I, I don't know about this guy. Man, he 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 really uh, got me on, on the Carlos Watkins bandwagon, if if you want to call it that. I'm a fan of Carlos Watkins. Uh, coming out of Clemson, pretty solid program. Coming here with with uh, you know with the Cowboys, and a pretty good rotational guy, Mike. So what what's your feeling on Carlos Watkins' impact on this defense?
1: No, I, I like it. I like it. You know, Carlos Watkins. I didn't know who he was. I had to turn on some stuff. I know when we got uh, Terrell McClain from the Houston Texans. I thought Terrell McClain was a really good fit for us there in that middle. Yeah, uh, Carlos Watkins almost remind. I think I said it on the Frisco report, Carlos Watkins kind of reminds me of a Terrell McClain. Um But I, I, I like what he I like what he brought. I think he got a pick six to the house, Joe, at one point in, in, in this season. Uh, but that's another guy that loves football and is a good rotational piece. Right, you need average or above average. Anywhere in between that, that's where Carlos Watkins is at, and that's what we need as a rotational piece on this defensive line.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very good stuff here. Quentin Bohanna, year two. What has he been doing in the offseason? Is is my question. Has he improved? Has he has he gotten into a good conditioning, a good strength program? What has he done to improve to elevate his play for year two, right? Um Kind of one of those players that the Cowboys inserted him early in the season, and then he kind of just disappeared and got deactivated a couple of times here uh, towards the end of the year, Mike. So not sure about him. I think that's a big question mark for me. He's probably one of those bubble players for me personally, but I'm pulling for him because he's he's another one of these big beefy type of guys that we need to help stuff the run and and you know kind of you know collapse the pocket. What's your feeling on Quentin Bohanna here? As we head towards camp,
1: yeah, I, I can't wait to see what he looks like uh, in an NFL offseason. Um, you know, what I, I think he struggled a lot. I, I thought he got a little stage fright because the dude's a beast, right? The dude shoes, he's a baconator. He has a lot more power than I feel like he thinks he knows that he has, right? Um, I can't wait to see him though. And my, my eyes are definitely going to be on him because he was that baconator that we were screaming for Joe and I hope, I hope it pans out for him and I hope he has a really good career, but uh, I th- I still think he makes the team, uh, but I really feel like uh, he's the wake up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's, I think that's going to be the, the, the tell for him, you know, did he do what, you know, what's, you know, kind of expected from young NFL players is what do you do between year one and year two, you know, do, are you just going to ride the laurels and kind of hope that your physical talent carries you? Or do you put in the extra work, you know, and uh, and really go for it? You know what I mean? And I, I think that's where Quentin Bohanna is here. Can't battle for him. I think it's going to be, you know, uh, he could be battling for some of those final defensive tackle positions. And, and, and we're kind of stacked here. You know, defensive tackle, if you look at it, we know Gallimore's in. We know Osa's in. Tristan probably not Ridgeway. Probably Watkins. Probably that's four at least, you know what I mean? So yeah. Do they carry a fifth defensive tackle? Normally they don't carry more than, you know, than, than the four. So, you know, uh, slim pickings here, but you know, if, if he makes some, uh, some noise here, you never know. You never know. Uh, Austin Fowlou. uh, a year two guy for the Cowboys. I, I thought he he had an okay, you know, preseason, you know, for the Cowboys last year. Kind of a bigger guy, uh, but didn't do enough to really make the roster. So uh, giving him another look this year, Mike. Um, really, you know, just just your, you know, it sounds cliche, but you know, more more of a camp body, but you're pulling for him, right? Um, do you have anything on, on Austin, Mike?
1: I don't, Joe. I don't. you yeah. be watching him though
0: yeah uh same thing here for the for the final guy josiah bronson another th- this is an undrafted uh rookie as well so this is another guy we'll see you know if he makes some noise here can can he do can he do more than some of the guys that we have mentioned here uh, early in the show you know but the cowboys defensive line is very deep right now um you know you've got you've got good edge guys you've got your chauncey golston type of players that can go on the inside and outside you know, you have your, your your defensive tackle specialist with Gallimore Odigizua, And then your, your rotational guys that, that can make some noise like Ridgeway Watkins and these guys. So, Mike, overall, I know you said it was a 4.5 out of 5 on, the, you know, the defensive line. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's a, that's a fair assessment for, for what we have here. And um, good work indeed. Everybody in the chat box... You know, how do you feel about these defensive tackles here? You know, do you feel that the depth is good, or do you still need to get better? Mm.
1: is this is your is your front four good, and are your starters good? Is your front four great, and is your is backups good? That's what Joe's asking you.
0: The answer is
1: yes true. and yes. Mm-hmm. Then I think we're done. We can go into this training camp with high expectations. If your answer is no on any of those, I, I can understand that too.
0: Yeah, no, no, for real. That that that's real. You know, it, you, you definitely. Uh, I mean, we have Ryan Doyle here saying that. You know, I see a bunch of Don Terry Poe's. so he's probably on. You know, the other spectrum here where he doesn't feel too good about it, right? Because Don Terry Poe <laughs> was not good for the Cowboys at all, so. Let's hope that we don't have that on this team. I I, I don't think we do. Uh, there's definitely some on here that probably are. You know, honestly. Um, Tristan Hill definitely come comes to comes to mind on that there. Um, Tristan Hill,
1: for, that's a fact.
0: You know, uh, let's see Mara Flores, you have that one guy DT. It's fine, but not great. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely room for improvement there. And you know what's crazy is. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of draft guy, right? So I, I'm always looking ahead. This 2023 draft class for defensive tackles is pretty nice. It's going to be nice because you can get, you can get a, a defensive tackle at the top of the top ten who's going to be mauling people. You've got some that'll be in the mid first, and even some that you might be able to grab at that bottom of the first. So, 2023 def- defensive tackle class. If if you don't see it from Navelle this year, because it's year three, like I said. You can start to, you know, continue to improve if you want. What? The only it thing is, like, Cowboys don't don't take defensive tackles early. That's the only it thing. It sounds
1: like Mario was trying to say, Cowboys don't have that guy. Yeah. He's saying that the position's average, but mm-hmm. it's not great. Yeah. The Cowboys don't have that guy. He just cleared it up in the comments section.
0: Gerald Beasley, Terrell Basham could be on the bubble. Definitely. Definitely agree with you there, Gerald Beasley. Uh, I think the competition is going be, gonna to be very stiff for Terrell to make it you know, but uh, he might sneak on there, you know what I mean? He, he, Maybe they go a little deeper on the edge, you know, if they don't feel quite good about this defensive tackle group, maybe they go a little deeper on the, on, you know, on end here, and maybe bash sneaks in there, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think he is a bubble player. They, I think they definitely want somebody to push him off, right? Whether that's a you know, big cat, or you know, one of these other defensive tackles steps up and, and can be another, another roster spot, so...
1: Let me ask you a question, Joe. Yeah. Looking at what we just talked about, and let's say everybody's healthy, everybody makes it out of training camp, and they, they start making cuts, and other teams, 31 other teams start making cuts. Is there a possibility that a guy like Quentin Bohanna or, or, uh, or Carlos Watkins, right? These guys um, – is there a chance they could replace with somebody else that gets cut on another team, Joe?
0: Oh yeah, that, that's definitely a possibility, right? That's definitely a possibility. You know, um, the roster, the roster business is a three hundred sixty-five day year job, right? For Will McClay. So, yeah, there's definitely there'll definitely be cuts. You know, and, and you never know. You know, maybe maybe the Cowboys do make uh, one of these Robert Quinn type of trades where they, you know, they look at the landscape, they see what they have. They see what's available out there and say, "Hey, you know, we'll give you a fifth-round pick for this guy here." You know, uh, not necessarily Robert Quinn, because I know he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of been rumored here with the Cowboys to come back or whatever via a trade again, which I personally don't think will happen. Now, oh, if, yeah. get, if he gets if he gets cut, mean, though, and then then maybe you can you could uh, definitely talk to me about that.
1: <laughs> you gotta you gotta remember too. Cowboys stayed quiet this time last year, and then then. They signed Malik Hooker for the first week of training camp, right? So I, I kind of see mm-hmm. something like that happening too. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, and it's definitely a great question because yeah, it could. You know, some if one of these guys opens up and becomes available, yeah, and and then even if even if one of these guys is kind of banged up right now, gets uh, you know a little bit more healthy, maybe they bring them on. Not maybe not even necessarily defense, but maybe like a you know, one of these receivers that that are talked about. You know, they, they might go that route. So definitely going to be one of these off seasons. Um, you know, you, you see you see some of the, the names here. Um, you know, uh, talking about Sue. You know, um, I, I I don't think that'll happen either. But it's just one of those names that, that gets talked about, right? Uh, name recognition is is always a thing here with with the fan base with with any NFL fan base name recognition oh let's let's get this guy let's get this guy oh yeah Ronald oh. McDonald
1: can get cut from McDonald's and Cowboys man I want to sign him
0: let's let's get Julio Jones who hasn't done shit in the last two years but let's get him you know you know <laughs> the, the, that kind of thing you know what I mean uh oh the wrestler I love this man Stephen White I, I love this comment I, I meant to show you on the screen earlier but, yeah, man, that wrestler background goes a long way because, you know, can work the hands, leverage, year two of that, plus strengthening. Thumbs up, man. I, I, I'm, I'm really excited for Osa, and uh, we'll see what happens there, man. But great work here, Mike, covering the defensive line. Uh, next show, guys, we'll, we'll go back to offense. We'll probably look at uh, – you know, we'll probably take a look at your wide receivers and tight ends for, for the, the next show. We'll break that down. You know, who's who's uh, in the running, who's on the bubble, and, you know, who who might be a gem for us, Mike. But, Mike, appreciate you as usual. Everybody in the chat box, appreciate you guys. Mike, where can everybody find you if they haven't already, bro?
1: Yeah, for sure. And remember, guys, don't miss that show because you really get to hear what I think about Simi Fihoko. So don't miss it. Cowboys Corner. Right here on YouTube, underscore Cowboys Corner. On Twitter, guys, follow. I follow back. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Off-season videos are about to be in full effect on the Cowboy Corner's channel. This is my off-season. Cowboys get a break. Why not I get a break? And this is the I think season, so you're not going to get a lot of videos from me during this time of year. Um, I do that right here on the Frisco Report. I think, I think, I think. Right? I don't want to think all the time and I get a headache, joke.
0: That's what it is. But some some thinking is better than other thinking. So that that's one thing that we do need to, to, to remind people. And we have, the, we have the good ones here, guys. My co-host is great, man. Appreciate Mike, as usual. Great work, my brother. Uh, chat box, guys. Everybody in the chat box, appreciate you. We see a lot of the names, some new names here. Hit that like button on your way out, guys. And we'll see you next time for the Frisco Report. Peace out, everybody.